Welcome to the Inspiring Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Domisha Campbell, and here we have authentic conversations about womanhood to inspire you to align with your God-given identity and show up as your best self. I hope you all are well and beautiful. Let's get into today's episode. The path isn't always linear. Like we all know that life has ups and downs, highs and lows, highs and highs, lows and lows. Um, Some seasons are totally going to be more difficult than others. Some seasons are going to be easier than others. But no matter what the season is, we continue to live right? Unless, you know, your life suddenly ends. Um, We continue to have to show up if we have breath. Um, And that's what I'm going to be talking about today is that that's just life, the journey of life. It isn't always just this smooth sailing line. It isn't always linear. Sometimes it curves and it goes up and then it comes back down and then it might go straight for a while and you're just cruising and I think the Netflix series um, from scratch really kind of just amplifies that life is going to be that way and if you haven't already watched from scratch I want you to stop listening right now because there will be some spoilers in this episode but if you have just continue with me um, some of us we may, we might, we might can't relate exactly to a lot of the things that was happening in the series from scratch, but some of us can, I know, I know that all of us can relate to having like ups and downs in life, no matter what it is, whether it's with starting a business or being in college or being in a relationship or, um, you know, starting a new job, trying new things all things in life comes with up and down to having family issues or losing a grandparent, losing an aunt, losing a mother, losing a father, you know, losing a boyfriend or girlfriend. Any of those things can happen to us. And I just wanted to come on this episode and just encourage you that um, and just remind you that, you know, life isn't always linear. And that's why I really love the movie from scratch. I had no intention of bringing that here, but I just finished it. So I'm like, why not? Right. Like in the movie from scratch, this woman goes to Italy. She meets the love of her life. He's a chef. He's cooking her all of these beauty, these beautiful meals. When I first watched it, I I selected it because I thought it was just like this fairy tale, just this love series. And that's what I kind of like to watch. just like to escape from reality. Do any of you do that? (laughs) I like to watch those kind of series just to like escape from reality and just go to this virtually perfect world. But, you know, if you've already watched it, you know, we were in for a rude awakening. Right. So, yeah, she meets the love of her life in Italy. And then, you know, after that, they move together in L.A. You know, she's trying to figure her stuff out. He's trying to figure his things out. Um, But things are still going relatively good and then after that they discuss getting married and that's when things start to get real and have you ever started you know starting on a new journey and things were just you were in your honeymoon phase and then everything was just going good and everything was great and then something happened and you're like oh no this this is getting real you failed the class and you're like this is getting real you didn't do as good as you thought you were gonna do in something and you're like oh well I guess I gotta try a little bit harder and that was the 
point in their relationship that it came to because in that the woman's father her name is Amy Amy's father is questioning her husband because she's like he's a chef like where's his real job where's his money he's still living you're still living with your sister you know like what's going on and with the husband husband his name is Lino Lino's family is very traditional and they expected Lino to to carry on the family legacy and the family tradition and become a farmer but he didn't do that he wanted to go and pursue his own dream so they didn't accept her right so naturally that's going to cause drift in the marriage but they get married anyway and that's so beautiful and that's number one thing to do sometimes even when things don't look like they're going to turn out the way that you expect or you don't have people supporting you or people that you thought were going to be there aren't going to be there for you it's okay to continue going it's okay to say you know what I really thought that my mom was gonna be here and support me with the decision I made I really thought that my father would be extremely proud of me for this decision I made and he's not but you know what I'm gonna follow my heart anyway I'm not going to disrespect them. I'm not going to put them down, but I'm going to follow what I know is going to be best for me. That's really hard to do. Just think about that. Going against everything that you know, going against everything that you've been taught to see as acceptable. It takes a lot of courage. And sometimes you just have to do that. Sometimes you just have to get up and say, you know what? I'm going to dare to be great. I'm going to dare to be different. I'm going to be, I'm going to dare to, to shift the way that I think, the way that I move, or the way that I act. Um, in another episode, I talk about the, the key to reinventing yourself. And sometimes when you reinvent yourself, you have to be willing to take bold moves to make bold statements, to make bold actions, even if it's going to cost you the most important thing to you. So yeah, that happened. You know, they get married and now they had a beautiful ceremony. So even though, you know, he went against the grain, of course he wanted his family to be there. I mean, who doesn't want their family, especially their close, their mother and their father to be there at their wedding who does I don't know I don't know a person in my personal life who wasn't unless you know my mom's toxic whatever they don't want their parents to be there at their wedding but they did it anyway and it turned out beautiful and that's another point for you who's listening right now sometimes your family or your friends or your associates or your colleagues they can't see the end vision that you see for yourself sometimes to them it might look rocky or this person isn't but they don't see the beauty in the end so yeah then they go back home and then you know things are starting to speed up and amy gets a promotion leno still is trying to figure it out right and then right after that, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing y'all here, but just follow me. After that, Lino gets cancer. Right after the height, you know, they're married. She has a promotion. He has cancer. And not just a cancer. Oh, no. A cancer that has the ability to grow like weeds. A cancer that has the ability to regrow and come back. It's kind of like the Grim Reaper haunting you kind of cancer. This isn't the ushy gushy stuff that, oh, let's just dust our knees off and try again. This is health. This is ugly. This isn't just a hiccup in marriage. And I really like that they put out this series as well because I think it's, it's showing people, especially as millennials and Gen Zers, that love 
whether it's romantic or even platonic love. Sometimes it has to be self-sacrificing because we don't know this story doesn't only just highlight Lino and Amy. It shows their it shows their support system. And imagine being at the height of your life, you know, just celebrating all these things and then something so ugly came up comes up. You get fired from the job or you're not making as much money as you thought you were in your business or you failed the class and now you have to graduate 2 years later. What do you do now? It's almost like your world is crumbling right before your eyes. But guess what? As long as you continue to breathe, you have to keep going. The path isn't always linear. All right, so let's follow. He gets cancer. They offer him a clinical trial. He takes it. And also, I wanted to kind of double back on the fact that he got cancer. When he got cancer, that's when his family members decided to come around (laughs) I think that could be a lesson for all of us it's okay to support and love your people even when they do things that you don't necessarily agree with if they will allow you to be connected to them now some people are so um repulsive I'm sorry I'm just gonna say and stuck in their ways that it's like it's no it's no way we have difference of opinions, but there's no way I can respect theirs, but they won't respect mine. Then, hey, well, you know, but a difference of, you know, at least showing your face at their wedding, I feel like his father could have did and, and the family could have did. So it's like you want to be there with your people, as I was saying, even when they're doing things that you don't necessarily agree with, because you never know when that moment will come for them to say their last goodbyes. You know, I'm recording this in November and just a few days ago, Takeoff was brutally murdered and brought, I was saying broad daylight, but it was recorded, shot, bleeding from his head. Who would have thought, who would have thought a young man just 28, 28 years old was going to be shot dead in a mall. You never know when your last day is going to be. So especially with your family and your most loved ones, forget the, 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 the small little arguments. Okay. You guys are mad. Talk it out walk it out because you never know when it's going to be some time um, somebody's time to go yeah so his family ends up coming back around when he got the cancer and guess what happens after that he ends up beating the cancer so they're back on the high again he's strong he's healthy they beat the cancer again life isn't always linear they have the ups to down the up to down but then he beats the cancer They adopt a child because they're like, you know what? Life is too short. He's health. I'm Lino's like, I'm healthy. Amy's like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to wait any longer either. I want to have a baby. And guess what? They have to do. At the beginning of their marriage and the honeymoon, Amy was like, you know, it's just not the right time. My career, all of these things. And at this time, now it's a few years later, she has to have IVF. That's what the doctors first tell her, you know, and then they um, they do the whole um, surrogacy thing. Not they don't do the surrogacy thing. They ended up doing adoption. So, yeah, that's what happened. That's another like lesson to learn out that you just never know how life is going to plan out for you to try to like try to like make it to the perfect um, 
circumstances or this or that and I, and I mean I'm not saying it's like right I'm not wrong to like try to plan for a baby and be responsible I'm not saying that at all but like I, f- I feel like I see and it just could be on the internet I feel like I see so many millennials and Gen Z are saying well I just want to make sure this this and that and I, and I don't want to bring my child because I'm not healed and it's like listen there's only there's certain things you can only you can only deal with in the moment you know and as perfect as you try to be you you can't you can't prepare for every little thing you can't all right so yeah you know being the cancer they adopt the child several years go by i think like seven or eight years go by and guess what the cancer comes back the path isn't always linear the cancer comes back and he battles with the cancer for some time and then Leno dies. That's the end of Leno's story. But Amy still lives on. Their child, Idalia, still lives on. So what now? And that's the thing. Like, even when the end of the door closes for someone else, if someone else leaves this earth, the people close to them closes mother father spouse children close family members when the world forgets even in the instance of takeoff when the world forgets and they go back to their regular lives those people that are the closest to those who have passed are still left with that hurt still left with that empty void still left with that pain in their hearts but at the same time life still continues to tick the path isn't always linear life still continues to to tick time still goes on and the instance of amy she still had a um she still had a child to take care of unfortunately you know and not i'm not not saying this to be um you know distasteful but life continues to move on even after our most beloved ones have made their transition. And watching this just made me look at um, death as a part of the life cycle. As much as we try to detach ourselves from it, it's going to happen. Whether it happens from ignorance, whether it happens just from natural causes. It's going to happen to every single one of us. You listening me here, my son, my husband, one day we're all going to pass and life will continue to go. It's, 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 it's kind of like, I'm not saying it's like, it's kind of like sad to think about, but this is, this is really what goes on. And the cycle of life and death, when you think about life and the experiences that you go through, the things that you've endured, it's like, we, we go through those cycles where we're up, where we're down, where we're up, where we're down. When we completely just dissociate or dis, d- detach from something that we once loved, someone that we've once loved, and it's deaf to that relationship. It's deaf to that business. It's deaf to that situation. It's deaf to a family member. I think I remember, and this is no credit to myself, I definitely seen this somewhere. And then they were like, imagine grieving the death, grieving the death of a person person who's still alive. Like what? 
But I understood because I feel like people who battle with um, drug addiction and even alcohol addiction, even though they're alive, they're they're breathing. You can see them. Sometimes they're, 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 they're so gone that you can't even be associated with that auntie because she might steal from you or she might harm for you and her need to feed her fix to get her drugs or from that toxic mother who can only see things from her way and continues to um, belittle. She continues to be abusive or a father who's neglectful but comes around when he when he needs something, when he needs money. Um, grieving, it's a part of life. You know, and and not only we don't only grieve in death, we could grieve old relationships. We can grieve um, our past lives when we had less priorities or less responsibilities. We can grieve old parts of ourselves. I know I have, for instance, especially when I started to deal with um, heightened levels of anxiety. I used to grieve a part of me. And sometimes I still do grieve a part of me that was less anxious. That was so carefree. Sometimes I think like, wait, when did I actually get this way? Because there was a time where I would just go and I wouldn't care. I'll be honest with you. For a long time, I was not afraid of dying because I didn't have a deep attachment to life. Not that I was suicidal. I hope you guys are following me. I wasn't suicidal, but it was like, okay, well, if I die, I, I just die, you know? But I'll say now that I'm a little bit more conscious of that because I have my son and I have my husband and it's like, all right, well, you know, if anything were to happen to me, this would be affected this week. And that's not to say I didn't have my family who I know would be deeply, deeply, deeply affected by my passing. But I don't know. It just though that thing, especially the birth of my son, just kind of like grounded me like, whoa, all right. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see my boy grow up. I want to see my grandchildren. I want to make an impact on the life of them. I want to give them the tools and the resources that I didn't have. You know what I mean? So yeah. So every day I try to do my best to like put out good stuff because every day counts y'all. And that's what I want y'all to remember and take away from this episode too, is that every single day counts how you're showing up, what you're putting your attention to, your inten- your attention to, what your habits are, what you're thinking about. I know sometimes you just want to rest and you're like, girl, I don't want to think about all that, but think about it. And I'm not saying live every day like it's your last. No, be hopeful. Plan for the future, but you just never know. And with planning for the future, plan for your health, plan for your wellness, plan for prosperity. And also plan for challenges. Adopt a spirit of resilience because life isn't always going to be soft. Life isn't always going to be easy. People that we love are going to pass. Things aren't going to go as planned, but we still have to live. And speaking of that, from scratch, is is it was based on is based on a true story. the The woman's name is Tembi Locke. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So fast forward, I don't know how many years from now, Tembi actually found love again. You know, her husband dies, and fast forward, she finds love again. Then she ends up writing the book that inspired this Netflix series. You know, that's inspiring and and connecting to millions of people all around the world. So even when doors shut for you, even when grief and hardship hit home and it hits you hard, there's always another story that can be written on the other end of that 
There is always something else that you can do. We can't be prisoners to our experiences because, you know, after the loss of her first husband, you know, Amy could have, um, no, this is a real character. This is a real person. Tembi could have said, you know what? I'm not open to love because, you know, what if, what if something happens to him again? No, she decided to, to, to say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to love again and I'm going to see where this brings me. And not only am I going to love again, I'm going to share my story with others to inspire them and to connect with them because it is a very inspiring story, not only because of the love that she found. She also found grief in her life. I'm pretty sure she wasn't planning for that. But it also highlighted how close her and her family were with all of those differences and all of those things going. Her family, her sister was a very strong woman who was very selfless and able to see, you know, that, yeah, I'm going through stuff myself, but my sister needs me. And I know it's it's popular to say, well, you know, put yourself first. And But sometimes you being there for someone else is more important. It's more important. And I'm not saying sacrifice your health in any capacity, but if you could just put yourself on the back burner for once, or twice or three times, think about the impact you can make in the life of another human being. It's, it literally blows my mind to have that support system. She had her, she had her um, stepmother, her uh, father, her mother, her sister, her sister's husband was there for her. And, um, you know, even the family of her husband stepped in and was there and they wanted to give her the land and all of those things. So this movie also made me just think about community. And I, you know, you guys know how I say it takes a village and having friendships is important, all of those things. But this just amplified that for me. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, these things are really important. And for me, it's like, okay, I know that they're important, but now it's, it's time to start cultivating my own team, you know, of my people, because that's what I'm not doing. I'm just saying it's important and then not doing anything about it. And that's like, whatever. But yeah, (laughs) that's also important to have those family and those people that you love around you, because it could be the difference between life or death. Isolation is not meant for us. When you're going through something, you want to be able to have a shoulder to cry on. You want to be able to have someone to say, you know what? I just don't have it in me today. You know what? I'm really angry. Can you watch my daughter? Can you sit with me and have a cup of tea? Can you pick her up from school? All of those things. It's just like, I feel like we live in a culture right now that is promoting us to just be so much for self. And we're missing out on community and collaboration and unity. Because when we're unified, when we have a unified force, we're unbreakable. We're unshakable. That's why I want more children. I want my children to know even if they don't have any other people, they got themselves. And that's why it's kind of like, and I'm going off on a tangent here, but like be in a black community with all these broken families and these kids over here and that this kid over there and that kid and that. It's, it's really like, like, what are we doing? Why is this okay? And okay, say we did have all of these families. Why can't we all get together? And this person knows that person, that person knows this person. And not like, yeah, that's my brother, but I don't really know too much about him besides us sharing the last name, the same last name. That's crazy. You know, 
We, we, we can't we can't continue to raise families like this. We can't continue to, to contribute to this dysfunction of the culture. And, you know, I, I spoke about takeoff and there was a lot of noise in the community saying, you know, black hip hop music is what's um, contributing to all of these mass killings and shootings in the black community. And I, and I have to just seeing and knowing what I'm seeing. I'm a person who y'all know I like I like rap music. I listen to it. I can appreciate it for what it is and not let it get into my psyche and try to, you know, like fuel me to do certain things to a certain extent I would say as I am right now right at least but when I was younger I was way more impressionable so I think about the young man or the young woman listening to these things and you know try internalizing them and doing all these harmful things to ourselves you know it's it's just it's, it's really sad it's really 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 sad it's really sad the crimes we're committing against each other um how we're killing our children, I'm in the womb, you know, all of these things is sad. And I want us to be unified. I want blacks to stand for, for stand for something again. I want us to stand for families. I want us to stand for peace. I want us to stand for intelligence. I want us to stand for unity. Um, I'm getting quite tired of the images that are being portrayed in mainstream media of black people and black culture, how our art, which is hip hop, which is rap, is being mocked. And they think that anybody can do it, which I mean, Dr. Seuss, if you want to, you know, hey, green eggs and ham. But (laughs) what I'm saying is Dr. Seuss was he rhymed. Right. But no, this is this is something historically that we put together as our music and our art. And I just feel like they're taking it and everything that you see that is being regurgitated in your ears and on the media is negative and it's having an impact. So it's um, like I said, I went on a tangent, but it's kind of interesting to see uh, where that will go from here. But, yeah, one of the takeaways that I definitely want to you to take away from this episode is just to embrace the ups and downs of life um we all go through it some of us we may not experience those big big things like in this story but on some level i know you can relate to just having ups and downs in your life so i just wanted to come on here to remind you of that and i'll see you on the next episode peace